Should be the same family. Wild Dogs. Hello and welcome to Wild Dogs. This is patron Ghost Dog coming to you on Monday the 4th and you better damn well sit down and listen. (laughs) Yes, I finished off the achievement for Children's Week and am... I'd like to say torn, but I think I'm not. I think I've pretty much decided that I hate this holiday. Now, if you listened to last week's podcast, you would have quite clearly heard the disdain in my voice as I talked about Noble Garden and just how much I hated it. That pales in comparison to how much I hated parts of Children's Week. Now, let's be clear here that Children's Week's been going on for quite a while. I'm used to it by now. I should say used to certain aspects of it by now. I'm used to all the running around dragging the kids all over the place. When it first came out, it made sense. As I talked about it last week a little bit, how they're orphans. So you are showing them parts of the world that they wouldn't have an opportunity to see because they don't have parents to take them all over the place. Again, talking about it in terms of lore and whatnot. Um, But it it, it was a cool part of that world where you could go in in much the same way as in real life, show a kid the, the the breadth of the world. So again, I know I'm getting way off track here for anybody who's not into the lore, but it, it, it fit and it was quite cool. But they introduced a lot more things this year in terms of the achievements that you need that a lot of other people have said the same thing too, really don't fit into the lore. Who in their right mind would bring orphans when they're going to slaughter a king in Edgar Pinnacle, probably no one. No one would take a kid to battlegrounds kind of thing. <laughs> There's bound, you know, you're not going to take an orphan to the, the ghettos of major cities and, and try to pick fights with large men with weapons. That's just not going to happen. Um, so <laughs> There's a lot of it that, from a lore perspective, certainly did not make sense. The bad example say, for the uh, eating all the, the, the treats and whatnot. Despite being an expensive proposition, uh, it certainly does cost a lot, especially if you are not, if you don't have high-level cooking, then you are not going to be able to make that chocolate cake, so you're going to have to buy it on the auction house. I picked it up. It costs 40 gold, for Christ's sakes. It's not a cheap thing. And it is, um, but again, between that and the the cake that costs what I, th- I believe it's eighteen gold for the the other cake that you need, and then the gold here and there, it's not inexpensive, but it's well within the realm of possibilities for anybody because you can buy it and send it over to your main if you want to, or get it from somebody else or whatever. If you're not in Dalaran to pick up the ones that are sold in Dalaran, and it will cost you a little, but you can grind out the money to make. To, to get that. Now, that, that being said, too, the only reason to go for that achievement is if you're going for the meta. Or you can always just go for that achievement this year and then go for the rest of it next year if you are not yet high enough level to get into Utgard Pinnacle to get the, the meta, as I said. But still, it's it's not a bad quest, okay? 
there's some of the other ones that aren't bad as well. The, um, what's it called? The one where you have to do your daily quest, a chores quest, achievement, I should say, was originally set up where you had to do five daily quests, one per day in succession. Every day you couldn't miss one. Uh, they quickly hotfixed that and changed it. I, I knew that they'd hotfixed it so that they didn't have to be in a row because you really you really cannot miss a day if that's the case. However, they even changed it so that you can just do five dailies. They can all be in the same day. It doesn't really matter, which is what allowed me to pound through the that last achievement this morning and get the, the patron title and the meta achievement. It, it's I think they could have gone as far as just making it so that they didn't have to be consecutive. And that would have been fine. I, they made it quite easy by making it so that you can just do five dailies in the day and you're done. I think I would have been all right with, as long as they're not consecutive. I happened to miss a day myself on Saturday. So I would have been cutting it close. I wouldn't have been able to miss a day, which again, that's not a big deal. That's just log in, do your daily and get out. I mean, if you want an easy daily, just fly to Sunwell, give 10 gold to the to support them. And there you go. You got a daily that's done. Yeah, it costs you 10 gold, but you can make that up easily in other dailies. So I I, I was all right with that. And But they've made that one super easy now. What they did not fix, however, was the School of Hard Knocks, which is way too fucking difficult. Okay, let's be... <laughs> Very clear about this. They didn't make it so that those battleground achievements are for the group. So it's not like you can just get the your party, your group can do whatever it is needed for that achievement and you're fine. No, each individual person has to get it, which makes battlegrounds an absolute clusterfuck. Let's be very clear. It is a pain in the ass. Excuse me. First of all, you've got orphans all over the goddamn place. So you know everybody's just working towards the same achievements. Now, you would think that you would have a lot less griefers in that case, and that the Horde and the Alliance would work together on this. Heaven forbid that happened, though. All it would take is literally have all your let's say, Alliance waiting by the flag in Warsong Gulch. Have Alliance run in, pick up flag, drop flag, somebody returns it. Pick up flag, drop flag, somebody else returns it. I mean, really, it's not fucking rocket science, but no. Here you've got your 12-year-old idiots, and I say 12-year-olds not just in age, but in mentality as well, that feel the need to wreak havoc on you. Now, I understand that you can't expect battlegrounds to be put on hold for anybody who actually cares about honor anymore and 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 marks. I I don't know who does, honestly. Um, but yes, I understand that those people still are going to want to go in and actually play and actually win. I mean, the mistake of trying to organize our team in Warsong Gulch one time so that we could take turns with the flag and don't return the flag if you don't need the achievement and was promptly called an idiot by nearly everyone for wanting to lose. So again, <laughs> nobody's working together here. Now, if you're lucky enough to get into a party wherein everybody is on the same page and willing to help out, uh, even once they get 
their achievement, they're willing to stay in and help, then that's fantastic. But that's not what I found. Literally, I, I did not see that at all. So as soon as I got my achievements, if there was a man, uh, another BG waiting that was ready, I was out of there. Because fuck it, it was unbelievably frustrating to no end. Enough so that again, given the choice, I would be farming fucking eggs instead for Noble Garden. That's how unbelievably annoying this is. Now, I know that there's still people who are missing parts of that achievement. And it is very difficult. You have, uh, case in point, uh, I'm, I'm, I've found that, speaking to other people, Alterac Valley is another one that is very difficult for people to get because you have to cap the towers. It can't be your party. It has to be you who caps the tower. Well, it's people are just blazing through to towers right now. Nobody gives a rat's ass about any other content. It's hit the towers and hit them fast. Now, luckily, what I found in AV was that you really did not have any cross-faction um, fighting going on for the most part. They were rushing to our towers. We were rushing to theirs, which is fine. So then all you're doing is you're fighting against your own party, your own raid, because even though some of them obviously didn't need the achievement, they didn't even have the orphan out, they're still capping the tower, even though you're right there with your orphan it's obvious listen i need this for the achievement and you you can even say so in ray chat nobody cares so it is incredibly frustrating to know in the rathi basin was not as bad except for every single rathi basin that i went into the horde were playing really really well now that's not to say that they don't normally because they do um they're they're very well geared as well at least in in our realm and they play they play as a team which is something that has been said many times and i've played both sides of the fence and it's not always the case but more often than not the horde play as a team alliance player are like a group of mentally challenged inbred fucknuts that are all over the map nobody is working together this guy's going over to the mines what the fuck I, I i just feel like going to the mine this guy's going over here there's people that are swimming just you know hanging their feet over the edge of the cliff there and dangling their feet in the water it's nuts it's 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 annoying so trying to actually capture a flag that uh, or that's a, a horde flag is very difficult you really have to to play it well and watch where most of the horde are going and if you are a class that cannot that, that does not have a lot of crowd control then you're even in you're in, in even more trouble um like i said though i was fairly lucky and i got that was actually the first one that i got in terms of the eye of the storm you have to capture a flag which again if you are not a class that's built for that you're going to have problems unless you have the support of your team and as i've made abundantly clear there is no goddamn support right now unless you are are actually in a pre-made i was lucky in that i'm i'm not doing this on my my druid Fuck, i i've got better things to do than that but i did do it on the shaman well the shaman is made to carry a flag ghost wolf the fuck out of there and you're laughing so i got that one second it was not that difficult relatively speaking i had to go through quite a few eye of the storms but it was 
um, it was something that I did manage to to get earlier on. It was like I said, the the AV and especially the Warsong Gulch were the most annoying. Now there's a blue quote here too, which I absolutely love. I completely disagree with it, but listen up. Your choice of options for those designed for those that design this achievement are somewhat stilted. We hear your frustration and well, we understand. Unfortunately, this achievement is not made to be super easy. It's something you have to, what is the word, achieve. Oh, the sarcasm is not lost. Thank you so much for making that clear. Moving on. There are certain other achievements in this particular world event that are very simple, and that's fine. But not all achievements are supposed to be on that level. It just so happens that this one is particular in particular isn't meant to be super easy achievement. Does that mean it's unduly hard? Not at all. I've completed this achievement on one character, and I'm almost completed it with another. I just need to cap the flag and eye of the storm. I know other people who are having a harder time of it, but they see the achievement becoming more accessible throughout the week. Perhaps if this was children's day, this particular achievement may be very difficult, but spread over a week, it truly, it's truly very accessible. Try simply setting a goal to get one portion of it done every day, or organize a group of friends with the same goal to further this achievement. Okay, all well and good to say that. This this PR bullshit, but you're wrong, okay? If I have to spend hours on end to do one achievement that's one portion of this meta achievement, then no, it's not fun. You're reducing it to grinding BGs all over again. I don't know how many of you were around in the days of Honor Decay. I certainly was, and at that time, I was grinding honor so much on my druid so that I could get the highest possible level title as well as gear for her. And I got up to night captain and then realized that I have a life and I missed it. And that's when I gave up because it was to that point where it was You had to play in order to keep that honor. Well, this here is you have to keep doing the same thing over and over and over again for that slight off chance, which is very luck based as well, not just skill. Don't kid yourself. And if you are a specific class that has a problem with that particular uh, part of the achievement that you need, then you are in for one hell of a tough time. Don't expect the support of anybody else unless you have some good friends, like he says, too, that are willing to help you. Unfortunately, in many cases, that's not going to happen. Everybody's busy with Eldoar or everything else. They are not in the mood to go run Eye of the Storm all night so that you can cap one flag. And it can take you that long, if not longer. Again, I've been talking to people online that have literally been working just on this portion of this achievement for days since Friday and they can't get it. It's not, it's, it's again, when you are reducing these world events that are supposed to be fun, they should be challenging. I agree. They should be challenging, but they should not be this kind of pain in the ass, just like Noble Garden was. If it's based solely on luck and on stupid drops and shit like that, then it becomes a frustration. And it's to the point where, again, I'm, I was doing the BG so much that I was starting to, again, remember what it was like when I was doing it on my Druid and thinking, I don't want to do this. Do I want the meta? Yes, because eventually I will want that Violet Proto Drake and because I'd like to to achieve this, okay? But 
Do I want to do it? God, it made me want to just roll an alt and just play a level six for a little while for fun and actually have fun in the game. So yeah, it, it was. I, I actually, <laughs> I actually hated it more than Noble Garden, which again, if you listened to last week, is saying a lot. Moving on, Ghostcrawler talked about uh, class changes in Wrath and was saying that 3.1 changes, um, they were meant to essentially compensate for the changes in 3.0 and that we shouldn't be seeing many more class changes coming. There are a few, however, not too many that are going to be overwhelming. They are talking about different things. The um, the Druid's Innervate is going to be changing in 3.1.2. It's going to be changing where, as now you have a, a an amount that scales more, it will not in 3.1.2. It's going to restore a 450% of the, the casting Druid's base mana pool to the target over 20 seconds, uh, which apparently works out to about uh, 16,000 mana over the course of the effect. So what's going to be happening is that instead of scaling with gear and with spirit, it won't be doing that it's going to give you that 450 percent there's some pros and cons to that we're in it's going to be uh there's going to be much more mana for pvp druids um just actually read off the blue post on this too much more mana for pvp druids uh, doesn't give too much mana in pve it's worth using innervate on paladins shamans and other non-spirit based casters and it'll scale with level it doesn't scale with gear however which is the con that they say um to quote again but we don't necessarily want it to scale with gear since that gets us back to the problem of being too good for pve druids regen stats are much lower on pvp gear furthermore unless your mana pool grows from the 20s to the 40s by ice crown which is unlikely you're really going to be off by only a few k mana even at max gear furthermore several Several mana return abilities don't don't scale well with gear. So it's going to be interesting to see how much better this will be. I actually decided to respect the my druid to balance again. I have been I've had her mainly as feral to try to level her with a secondary spec now of resto with the intention of making well actually her primary is resto her secondary was feral. I I cannot wait to get her to 80 so that I can basically just heal with her because I, I certainly do miss healing with the druid but I decided that I wanted to try again with balance give it another shot I was speaking to some people on Twitter who were talking about their balanced druids and how they enjoyed the AoE with it and I got to thinking well maybe I should give it another shot and just try leveling her a little differently than what I was before in terms of um, how I was drawing the mobs to me and and mainly only going single target so i am going to give it a shot again as moonkin to to level her a little bit and i am interested to see how this will affect that so again it's it's talking more about the pve and how it's going to affect pve i don't know about single questing pve how that will be it will it'll be interesting to see so i actually lucked out and i i my son is going to be helping me level my druid i was joking around with a buddy of mine saying that i've had it with leveling that druid i i as much as i used to love playing her i simply have been finding the the leveling agonizing and uh so i'm basically gonna pay my son to level 
my dude, which is fantastic. It's going to be a good job for him. And, uh, and then I won't have to. So he was jealous that he didn't think about it first because he probably would have gotten my son to level his death knight for him, I'm guessing. But, uh, yeah, so I, I find that Druid is one of those classes that is a lot of fun to play, but at this point, not nearly as much fun to level. So I'm looking forward to the hidden 80 with her, with the help of my son, which is fantastic. And then I will be able to, I'll probably keep her, well, no probably I'll keep her resto for sure. But I'm thinking I may actually put her at that point back to Feral and get her a really good tanking set so that she's able to fill those two very important roles. Because I do love tanking on the Druid as well. It, it is a lot of fun. Um, hopefully it will not be too nerfed by the time I get there. The Druids are also being talked about in terms of arenas right now. Um, Druid Rogue combinations. Uh, to quote a blue here, currently Druid Rogue based team teams in twos and threes aren't being seen very much compared to the other compositions. If the Druid Rogue based teams actually overtake how much we currently see Priest Rogue teams, then I'll agree that the change was faulty. Because they're talking about the Blind and Cyclone not sharing the same diminishing returns anymore. So again, to quote the blue, crowd control crowd control is a big part of pvp but we often have to take steps to make sure it doesn't become too big a part where things get out of control sometimes is when a team can chain ccs with different diminishing returns together to keep an opponent locked down for an unreasonable amount of time rogues have a lot of different forms of crowd control this change was to make more string hold on this change was to make stringing many of them together with a partner a little less powerful. More classes have access to fears than cyclones, so we thought this change would make chaining CCs with a fear less powerful. We realized there are there were several different ways we could have handled this, and we don't expect that our solution is necessarily the one each of you would have picked had you been in our shoes. I love how they keep saying that. We also realized there is a risk here of making rogue druid combos too powerful. The druid class has changed enough that we don't think we'll see the problem with that we had with them in previous seasons but it's certainly something to keep an eye on it is something that the the druids if well played and well specced um, and if they aren't at the time being nerfed can be very powerful with a variety of different classes in arena so if you shoot them with a cc class like a rogue then you can have a lot of crowd control going on for a very long period of time which can in fact then win you the game. It's uh, it's fun to play a druid in arenas. It's very fast paced. So when you are able to slow down the pace to a certain degree with your crowd control, um, while still maintaining your whether it's heals or, or damage on on the party, then that's fantastic. That being said, though, again with the nerf that we took to cats, it's it's you're going to need more crowd control in order to stay alive longer because it's not like you're going to be able to take down the the opponent that quickly. The uh, PTR is up right now for 3.1.2. So if you are interested in that, I would suggest you check it out. There's a bunch of changes that are on the way for that. Um, nothing that's too glaring but there are there are still quite a number of changes i would say hit up the uh, mmo champion to see all of the changes as they stand right now there's some changes to the unholy tree for the death knight this the uh, the death strike hold on a second here the death strike the improved death strike was uh has increased the healing granted by 25 and 50 percent 
And Ghoul Frenzy has a 10 second cooldown with balance, the balance druid, or sorry, with uh, druids innervate. Um, hold on one second here. It now causes the target to regenerate, like I said, the 450% of the casting druid's base mana pool over 20 seconds. They go into the glyphs as well, but I'm not going to bother with that right now. Survival Hunters Lock and Load now has a 2, 4, and 6% um, down from 3, 7, and 10% chance to proc from periodic damage. Uh, Discipline Priest, Soul Warden now reduces the mana cost of your powered shield by 15, down from 30. And holy in the Holy Tree, Divine Hymn now heals for 3,024 to 3,342 every two seconds, down from 4,320 to 4,774. This is something actually I'd read about that they were finding it just too powerful so that they were nerfing it down. The uh, One of the big changes coming to is for the Warlocks. I guess all of that bitching paid off because they are getting something to make up for the nerf. They even say so in the um, blue post about it. They talk about how they wanted to make up for the Conflagrate um, nerf. So the Fire and Brimstone, uh, here to quote a blue after a lot of feedback and testing, we think we are going to change this again. Now, increases the damage done by your Incinerate and Chaos Bolt by 15% on targets afflicted by Immolate. And increases the critical strike chance of your Conflagrate. I can never say that. Conflagrate, whatever. By 25%. The first portion of the talent is now a pure percent boost instead of modifying the portion of the talent is now... Oh, blah, 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 hold on a second. The first portion... Jesus Christ. Can't read. The first portion of the talent is now a pure percent boost instead of modifying the bonus that Incinerate gets. It was too confusing to players and had some weird side effects such as Chaos Bolts not scaling well with Incinerate if Incinerate did not damage. So yes, they are getting their way. They're getting some buff to make up for the nerf from before which i think is priceless um the the oh my fucking god drop of this week is this star shards edge which is i saw both on mmo champion and wow insider you you definitely have to see this dagger it is a dagger that falls off of algalon which apparently hasn't been defeated yet however it is a Spellcasting Dagger. Now, the stats, though phenomenal, it increases spell power by 587, improves hit rating by 39. It's got 40 stamina, 55 intellect, and 43 spirit in addition to a blue socket. But that's not the cool thing. You have to see, it looks like a, a star constellation. It is almost ethereal in appearance, and it kind of glows blue, and it has these... Again, it looks like a constellation with stars inside. It's too fucking cool. I know that as a casting class, if you are a um, anybody who can hold a dagger, you definitely want to give this sucker uh, a look-see because it is too freaking cool. The um, Again, check it out at MMO Champion or at um, Wow Insider has the link as well. I'll have it in the show notes as well for you to check out. The um, hold on one second here. The um, the last little thing that I wanted to talk about. It's the uh, if anybody has 
rented the X-Men Origins Wolverine game, there's a nice little WoW reference in there for you. Actually, I, I got to see the, the movie, the leak copy, that the work print copy. A buddy of mine had it, and so I decided to, to give it a watch. I can say, however, it may disappoint some people, I sure as hell am not going to watch it when it comes out because I thought it's absolutely horrible. But I have heard other people who did enjoy it. That being said, though, if you are in the game, you will see at one point Arthas's sword um, in some some ice, and you will see a skeleton on the ground. So there, and Frostmourne is fairly large there too. But if you actually, and then the skeleton has a huge exclamation mark over his head, and so when you discover this, you get a. Uh, an achievement in on the 360 again a wow achievement which reads you feel cold as you examine the skeleton and read the name arthas etched into the nearby sword i think that's pretty cool nice little wow reference there for the 360 players although most if they're hardcore 360 players they'll look at it with disdain but <laughs> i think it's pretty cool and i wouldn't actually mind having it even though like i said the movie was crap ah, who knows the game might be all right that's going to be a wrap for tonight it's going to be a short show and so if you want to check out the show notes of course go to www.wowdogs.com you can contact me at wowdogs at gmail.com and you can follow me on twitter at twitter.com slash wowdogs make sure to subscribe on itunes leave us some reviews i do appreciate them and i will talk to you guys next week take care